This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey girl, hi. So the full warning, I sound like shit. <laughs> so for everybody that can hear me, is that my voice? Oh my God. <laughs> is that my voice? It is my voice. It is my voice right now. I'm congested and sound like dog shit. So I think it sounds worse in your head because it doesn't really sound bad. When, when you first called me, it sounded like really bad, but now you, you sound pretty normal. So I think, oh, that's good. So <laughs> this is my real voice. <laughs> this is your real voice, Yzma. <laughs> if I stop mid podcast sneezing, I apologize. <laughs> I haven't really been coughing or anything, but like I really do when I'm running. We're doing a, a challenge for the month of June where we have to run a mile every day. And it really killed me last night because I was so stuffed up and congested that I could really, I, I sounded like an asthmatic for sure, because I was just super, super, super wheezy. Well, you sound great. (laughs) Well, that's good. That is good because you're going to have to be talking a lot because it's your turn. (laughs) The whole time, the whole time, the whole damn time. (laughs) You can do it. I believe in you. (laughs) Anywho, I guess we'll just go ahead and get right in. I don't really have any new news. Let's let's do it. Let's get into it. So this week, um, it's kind of a different case. Like it's not a serial. He's technically considered a serial killer because he's killed more than three people. But in this particular case, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Um, He actually doesn't go and kill out like people he doesn't know he kills his own family so okay spoiler alert (laughs) you just ruined the entire thing I know right (laughs) so um we're going to talk about Marcus Wesson um he was actually born here in Kansas as well he was born in 1946 okay he grew up in a really sadistic and abusive religious household his mother was was super religious but like she was a Seventh-day Adventist who would conduct Bible school at home and whip her kids with an electrical cord. Oh, wait, what now? She would yeah. She would have Bible school at home. And, and then if her kids acted out, she'd whip them with an electric cord. Okay, that's not, that's not good either way. I thought you were saying like she would have Bible school and like whip the kids during Bible school. Either way, it's awful. Don't whip your kids with an electrical cord. But like- right, right. But then like his father, he was an alcoholic and he left the family to be with his male lover. So it wasn't really the best childhood. Um, He was the oldest of four kids. Wesson's favorite game growing up was playing preacher. Oh, okay. He couldn't cut it at school. He, they did homeschool the kids for a while, but then they went to school. 
Um, he dropped out and he joined the military at age 17. Okay. And then after he floated around for a little bit and he met a woman, um, moved in with her. She had a daughter and then they ended up having a daughter, his first daughter named Elizabeth. Okay. When so Elizabeth- this, is, this is when he was in the military or? No, like, he dropped, like he left. He was done with the military. Oh, okay. So he's just yeah. dropping out he's everything. Just, he's just floating around. So okay. when Elizabeth turned eight years old, he fancied his own daughter. Oh. And then at age 15, married her. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Yep. You heard me. <laughs> what, wasn't he already married to her mother? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that ended because he liked his daughter better, apparently. So, <laughs> he married. So is this a this? I'm guessing this was a mutual thing then, because they got married. That's she. She felt like this was him showing her that he loved her, and this was normal. Like she grew up in thinking it was okay, like no big deal. She's no, 15. No, yeah, because she was eight years old when he started, like, like grooming her and mm-hmm. terrible. He marries her. And then manages to hold down a job as a banker for a little bit of time. And then he believed, um, like he quit the job because he believed that the head of the household shouldn't have to work, which is totally the opposite of what it's. So, (laughs) so he thinks that you should marry your daughter and then quit working so that she can support you. Yes. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Okay. And then um, one of Elizabeth's younger sisters actually left one of her own children with them because she claimed she was unable to care for them anymore. No, girl. There's got to be better options than leaving them with with this guy. So many better options. So many better options. So um, him and Elizabeth, you know, they're married and she ends up having 10... No, 11 children with him. What? 11 children. I like how you said that just like so nonchalantly. Like she she ends up having 11 children with him. You know, no big deal. With her own father. With her own father. Like, it's cool. So so Wesson never actually held down a steady job. He lived off welfare. And he had his adult children, when they started getting older, you know, Mm -hmm. work and give him all of their earnings. Hell no. So... Um, in fact, in 1989, Wesson was convicted of welfare fraud and, um, They're like, you can't keep having babies just to get more welfare. <laughs> right. Good God. Right. Um, and they, they typically lived in like rundown shacks and vacant houses and stuff because like they were on welfare. Right. So what Wesson was super abusive to his wife and children too. Like he prevented Elizabeth. I keep saying wife, but I really just want to say daughter because it's literally his daughter. Yeah, we're just going to say daughter. We prevented his wife, daughter, his daughter, his wife? wife, daughter, his daughter, daughter wife. wife, daughter, wife. Yeah. Lesson, uh, he prevented his daughter, wife, Elizabeth <laughs> from participating, participating, participating. You, you may not participate. <laughs> he um, didn't let like her really have a say in the children's upbringing. 
So like he homeschooled them and you mean his them. you mean his grandchildren slash children's his, his grandchildren slash children. It's so it's such a confusing case. I don't. It's it's <laughs> not confusing. It's disturbing. But yes, disgusting. So yeah, um, he he homeschooled them and he taught them from his own like handwritten Bible. Oh, like he wrote his own Bible. He oh. preached his own Bible. Yes. He yes. like made up his own Bible. Oh. You haven't even heard the best part yet. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited to listen to this terribleness. Like this is okay. So I'm he mortified. Created, he created his own handwritten Bible, okay, which focused on Jesus Christ being a vampire. Stop it! Shut your face! <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like literally, fangs out. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> okay, so Jesus is a vampire. We're teaching all of our 11 grandchildren, children, this. Got it. I wonder what Gunnar would say if I said, hey, Jesus Christ is a vampire. Please don't do that. He'd be like telling everybody. No, he would tell everybody at school. You know what I learned? (laughs) And he's going to be like, this is real. No, guys, this is serious. This is real. Like, it's bad. Like, don't do that. It's awful. He's already told me that, mom, you know that when you cuss, it's because <laughs> because, because Satan. Satan's talking from you. Like he's <laughs> Satan is whispering in your ear. Yeah, he's like telling you these these awful things. Like, so um, I try to watch my mouth now. Every once in a while, like I just don't even realize I'm doing it. And I mean, you Gunner caught me, and he's like, "Mom, <laughs> when you cuss, it's Satan whispering in your ear." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, so, I better stop." So sorry. <laughs> We don't want that. <laughs> so anyways, he, um, so Jesus is a vampire. Okay. Got he's it. A vampire. He told the children that he was God and that they needed to refer to him as master or Lord. Uh, he, uh, yeah, okay. he sure did. <laughs> he taught the children to be prepared for Armageddon and said that the girls were destined to become Wesson's future wives. Like, he was just going to keep marrying his daughters. <laughs> no, stop it. Why is nobody stopping this? <laughs> like, I know. Well, his his daughter wife is accustomed to it already. So, is, um, is there not laws against this? I guess right. not. There should be if there isn't now. <laughs> Girls were not allowed to talk to their male siblings. What? Or their mother. Both the male and female children were physically abused. Mm. He sexually abused two daughters and three nieces because, you know, Elizabeth's sister dropped kids off. Right. And he started doing this when they were eight years old. So apparently eight is the magic number for him. Oh my God. That's terrifying. And each of the five girls became pregnant as a result. So, um... Prior to March 12th, 2004, Wesson had declared that his intention was to relocate his daughters um, and their children to Washington State, where Wesson's <laughs> parents lived. Washington was like, we don't want you. <laughs> they like, you keep yourself over there. Right. <laughs> um, well, on March 12th, 2004, several members of Wesson's extended family, along with two of the nieces, rebelled against him good yeah they were like no like you can't keep doing this like they're finally starting to find their own voice and they're rebelling and he gets mad so okay 
So basically a recap is, you know, the guy marries his eight-year-old daughter. And by the time she's 26 years old, she had had 11 kids. <laughs> oh my God. And he engages in sexual relationships with, with each of his daughters. And the reason for this is because he says it's how a father shows affection. <laughs> what? Oh and my God. Each, each of the daughters believe him, defends him, claim there was never any rape involved. And then the guy's sons call him the gentlest, sweetest dad in the whole wide world. Um, but this guy, by the way, doesn't he abuse like, them too, though? Like, right? what? he believes that he's Jesus. He actually believes that he's Jesus, literally. He has <laughs> them all brainwashed. Wait, so he's a vampire? And of course, Jesus was a vampire. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> and because Jesus drank blood to become immortal, so must he. He actually bought coffin beds for his kids when they were younger. And in the end, what? like this family cult becomes the site of a mass murder because he just shoots everyone and walks out his front door so what this is where it's gonna start <laughs> here we go into the gory details <laughs> um oh. you're welcome okay yeah, I was just recapping just recapping you, 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 the end part wasn't a recap and that hadn't happened yet <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna get to that that's why i just want to give everybody a trick a warning on that so. just a heads up <laughs> it's gonna get worse got it so bodies of seven children, age eight and younger, were discovered at Marcus Wesson, who was 57, um, their house on March 13th, 2004, which is the day after they started rebelling about moving. Oh my God. Okay. So at a small home near Roding Park, this is where authorities found, you know, a stack of nine bodies in one room and 10 caskets in another. Fresno police had arrested Marcus Wesson on suspicion of homicide after a two-hour standoff. Basically, what happened was when he killed them, which we'll get to it, um, he stacked the bodies on top of each other. So the young women and small children were intertwined with clothing stacked together in a back bedroom. With clothing? What do you like? Like body clothing body clothing body clothing oh it's weird very weird okay they were so entangled that it took hours for police to oh confirm the number of dead kids that were back there that's awful the police chief jerry dyer um that was there at the scene said there must have been some kind of ritual that was involved but like there was no way to determine that but that's what they were thinking happened and that's why he was stacking them okay. that he must have had some kind of ritual because you know he's like a cult leader basically right shortly after 10 p.m authorities began removing the bodies of two women and seven children including infants mm. some bodies were so small that they were cradled in the arms Aww. of the officials that were carting them out of the house that's awful it is awful um, the majority of the victims were female, one in her 20s, one about 17, and the children ranged from ages one to eight. Mm. Um, a man who identified himself as, only as Mike, like no last name, he had said he was Wesson's brother-in-law and Wes, that he believed, Wesson had said that he believed he was God. Like, so he basically 
gave a statement and said the guy was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So several neighbors had reported hearing the gunshots, which is why the call was brought into the police. Right. And police responded to a child custody dispute at the home. Two women told officers that they had given custody of their children to Wesson and had wanted them back. So this like they had custody call happened before the gunshot call it did okay so that was in the past yeah that was confusing the way you said that you were like they were responding to the gunshot call sorry it was the same day they had gone to get custody of their children back like they went to go get their children back but he wouldn't let them out so okay they called police and after they called police gunshots were made okay so they what they did was they called in hey they were calling saying this guy has my kids right I'm trying to get my kids back so they were what the police were responding to was a child custody dispute okay so they weren't responding to the gunshots it wasn't like neighbors heard the gunshots and called the cops and they came they were already on their way so they were already on their way and then after the neighbors heard the gunshots they called again so they okay yeah so other women um had said that they had left their children in Weston's custody. Why do for, like, people keep doing this? No, because he was in the area. I don't care. So, right. <laughs> I don't care if like you're a... in the area. You're crazy vampire that keeps marrying your children. No, you can't right. babysit my children. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> right. So um, the neighbor that called in the gunshots after the police had already been called for the you know child custody dispute um Linda Morales was her name she was 44 she had heard two to three gunshots followed by screaming mm. at around 2 30 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon okay she said she started shaking because she had two girls at home with her and she just got like this jingling feeling in her that jingling. it could have been that's what she put jingling feeling in jingling her feeling. um that it could have been one of her girls and it was just too close so she called the police mm-hmm. so when okay. police arrived wesson ran into the house locked himself inside the authorities called the swat team and legit tried to talk him down for over two hours so after about two hours then he decides to walk outside and surrender but when he walks outside He's doused in blood. Oh, no. Okay. Right. Right. Like dozens of people had gathered outside the home during that afternoon and evening because they were trying to, like, it was a big deal. SWAT teams were in. All these people are here. They're like, what's going on? Another man that was standing about 15 feet from the, uh, from basically the SWAT team he identified himself only as a family member of the victims. And he said, nobody is going to be talking about this right now. Everyone's pretty upset. Wait. So like he was there in the house and was like, mm-hmm. we're, we're upset. We're not going to talk about what happened. Everybody just leave. No, he says, nobody's going to be talking about this, talking about the media. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because the area that they lived in was a very, very high poverty area um so um at this same time there was another big case that was going on like another trial that was happening yeah and so he was saying nobody's gonna be talking about this and he didn't think it was gonna matter and so that's sad 
And he said he cried and it said he was crying when he talked to them about this because there well, was yeah. Some, it, it's sad. Right. That's awful. That's really sad. Police said that they had found 10 unused caskets in a front room of the house. So what's, I don't understand the point of the caskets. If you're just going to stack the bodies, like, why don't you put them in caskets? So that's kind of what I was thinking too, over this whole freaking thing. Cause he bought them caskets and they, he used them as beds. Like he literally bought caskets and just put like, right. Like he's like, you're my vampire spawn. This is where we sleep in a coffin. Yes. So why the fuck would you stack the body? No, I get it. Trust me. Also, if you're a vampire and your kids are vampires, wouldn't you have to like use a steak or garlic or something? You can just shoot them to kill them or no? We're not getting to the okay the the details of a vampire now. Okay, I'm just saying if he claims to be a vampire, then prove it. Prove it. (laughs) Police said that they had found. 10 unused caskets in a front room of the house. Mm-hmm. And a friend of the Wesson's kids said that they had been in the home for a long time. However, a relative said that he had saw Wesson go in with some wood and that he intended to use the wood for, to build furniture. Okay. But, but they didn't there assume was, the furniture would be a casket or like multiple they caskets. Didn't assume, <laughs> yeah. So he did build a couple of the caskets. However, there was a lawyer in this case named Frank Muna that said he saw some of the caskets in an antique shop several years ago. And the reason he noticed them is because they were super unique. They were hand carved. Um, they were larger than normal. So, so the, shop, the shop owner had told Muna that he sold those few unique ones to Wesson who had purchased property from um from them or whatever a few years ago mm-hmm. so Muna the lawyer said that Muna. He, <laughs> he said that he had always saw several women with Wesson too but he didn't understand their relationships it was a small area that they lived in that's how mm-hmm. he continued to see them you know um he also didn't know like what Wesson did for a living nothing because he literally always saw him but he said that the man had the same school bus at the time that he knew him and that the school bus was parked alongside the Hammond house that evening he drove a school bus because he had so many fucking kids (laughs) so uh, I was like where did the school bus come from so he like had a school bus just like as his vehicle everyone knew him around the area because he was man had a fucking school bus (laughs) So neighbors said that they saw and heard Wesson in the bus only after sunset and well past midnight. So like, that's where he So he just like, late at night, just go hang out in the bus or? Well, so this is what I was going to say. That's where he took some of his kids because his wife wasn't allowed to talk to them. He was molding them, right? Right. That's where he took some of them away from others to to like molest them. Yes. So people heard noises, but they didn't like they investigate didn't it all. That they didn't I, be like, oh, this is not a good noise. Maybe we should right. check into that. Okay, cool. Right. So the police closed off about a square quarter mile around the house during this sta- standoff. They 
kept talking to him, kept trying to get him to come out. He wouldn't come out. They heard more gunshots. Of course, they're freaking out. They're like, you don't have to do this. Let's just come out. We'll, we'll talk about this. And then like, um, if, if there's that many people in the house and you hear gunshots and I feel like the SWAT team should at some point just like go up in there and do something I mean, about it. I totally agree with you. Like, However, I know that's not like how that works. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that could be really bad. And it could go crazy and like kill a bunch of SWAT people and all the people in the house. But like, that's too long. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really sad. Because, so the mayor actually made a statement to, um, at around 1130 that night, he told reporters, like after he had, you know, turned himself in, Mm -hmm. he's like, this is obviously a terrible, horrific tragedy. It appears we have the perpetrator in custody. The only thing we can do now is mourn. We mourn for the kids. We mourn for the police who had to be out here. And we mourn for the community, which that's exactly what I was about to say is like, I really do feel horrible for the SWAT team and the police in this situation, because right when you're in those situations they can't just bust down the door yeah you You don't know how many people are in there with guns you don't know um what all they've got you don't you don't know if they have something to blow the house up the minute you walk in you know yeah they're sitting here trying to talk them out it's gotta be so horrible just to have to sit there and listen to that and not be able to do anything really exactly I was gonna say being in law enforcement is a really really hard job for sure yeah um because they're given situations like that but in this case they talked to him for a little over two hours and then he finally decided to come out and give himself in so he comes out covered in blood and it, it resulted in nine deaths it was the largest mass killing in Fresno since 1993 when seven people were killed in the Creos club mm-hmm. and Wesson was 58 years old and he could get the death penalty because of this. So when it went to trial, the jury took more than two weeks to find Wesson guilty. On <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay. It took them more than two weeks to find him guilty on nine counts of first degree murder. Um, He was also convicted on all 14 counts of raping and molesting seven of his underage daughters and nieces. So thank God for that. But the problem was the defense had argued that. That he's insane um, because he thinks he's a vampire Jesus. Sabrina Wesson, who was 25, one of his children, the oldest one to die. Mm -hmm. um, They believed she killed herself as well as her siblings and the one-year-old son she had with her father. Um, they, they couldn't, they couldn't, she was, it was a different type of death than the others. That's why. So the way that she, it looked more suicidal of a okay. shot than the way that he shot them. So the way he shot them, everything I read was that he shot them in the heart. Okay. But these were like, looks like self-inflicted shooting for her and like the others that she supposedly killed so prosecutors said that Markin or Marcus Wesson was the triggerman but they also argued that even if Sabrina did do part of the shooting that her father should still be found guilty if he encouraged her to kill because the like I said it was some of the bodies he did or supposedly she did 
you know what I mean? Right. It's kind of confusing. Like she did some, like she was shot in the head. Her sibling and one-year-old son was shot in the head, but the others were shot in the heart. So really, so that's why they think that's why they think it was self-inflicted along with she killed some of them. But the fight was, well, we still believe he's guilty of it because we think that if, even if she did do it, because there was nobody in there to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. Even if she did do it, it had to have been Wesson's fault because he encouraged her because he was in all of their heads. So um, the jurors accepted the prosecution's second theory, which was that, okay. and they found Wesson guilty, even though they decided um, that the government did not prove he pulled the, the trigger because there was no actual evidence that he, they couldn't find any gun residue on him. Really? Yeah. So they don't know if he like wiped his hands off cleaned himself off I don't know it was weird I mean he was covered in blood right uh but on his hands I mean on his hands they couldn't find anything on his hands Mm. sorry um so several witnesses testified that Wesson had repeatedly coached the children to be ready to kill each other and themselves if authorities ever threatened to break up the clan yeah he's fucking crazy man so maybe and, like, maybe some of the kids were like rebelling, wanting to move away from this. And then so, some, of them, some of them were like, die hard. No, we have to stick together. So I believe that too. I believe that's part of the reason that they were rebelling along with part of him wanting to just move them and everything. Like, cause he wanted to move back to Washington near his parents, which was weird. I don't know why you would want to live near your mom not parents because her dad was, or his dad wasn't even around, but mm. it's fucking weird. So, um, many of Weston's surviving family members still supported him too. Right. It because was, they're all brainwashed and culty. Yes. So like um, what I'm saying is like, if they're thinking the one girl killed some of them, maybe she was just like, so brainwashed that she was like, no, you can't like break up the clan. You can't leave. Like, so here's the crazy thing. So you remember I said he was convicted of nine, but there was right. 11 kids, right? Mm-hmm. So two of them, the reason I say surviving family members is because two of them, when the police got there and Wesson ran into the house and locked himself in the back of the house with those kids, two girls managed to escape, or two kids, not girls, one girl, one boy, mm-hmm. managed to escape out the front door. Okay. So those two want those two children so, that lived were still supporting him. Oh, I was gonna say, would they not be witnesses to exactly what happened? They like, weren't in the they weren't in the house when the gunshot started. Like they were. So when police they ran out, there, he shot gunshots, but nobody was killed by that time. That's okay. what they say. Okay, I was thinking when police got there, there was already some of them were dead. No. So what happened? Well, supposedly, no. That's what the two kids that had right. escaped. They okay. were too busy defending him that supposedly he was the sweetest dad. He was teaching them Jesus Christ. He, he was teaching he them was a good dad. him because he was Jesus Christ. He was Jesus Christ and he was a vampire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they claimed that he was a good dad and he didn't do anything wrong. Like 
the gunshots you heard or the neighbors heard before um, the police had gotten there to do the, ch- the child custody dispute mm-hmm. were not causes of death or anything at that time, supposedly. But do you know then, the ages about of the two that escaped or whatever? Um, yeah, it was, I wrote it in here. I think one was like 17 and the other was like 15 or something. Okay. So they had they been were, like brainwashed for like a while, while they weren't like eight, nine year olds. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't young. Like they ran out. They were older ones. Yeah. So, um, the jury would go back through for the penalty phase Mm -hmm. and try to decide on whether he was going to be guilty for what they thought Sabrina had done too. Right. So we're going to go more into depth about the child or the trial or whatever. It's kind of a confusing case to me too. Like I kept doing a lot of research on this and was like, okay so was it his daughter his wife his daughter wife his right his niece <laughs> his was. neighbor's friend's daughter like <laughs> so many effing people right anywho so after the slaying happened um in the bedroom were the pile of corpses so each of them were shot yeah. sorry well, right each of them were shot in, um, each of the ones that he supposedly done were shot in the heart, but all of them were shot in or through the eye too. Oh, all of them? All of them. Okay. So some of them were, they believe some were post-mortem and some were not. Right. So they, they pulled out the body of Sabrina Wesson and the eight others, which ranged in the age of one to 17, mm-hmm. along with her being oldest, you know? Right. Um, this is where it got tricky. There was no fingerprints or gunshot residue indicated who fired the murder weapon, which is why they couldn't decide whether some of them were self-inflicted from Sabrina or whether they actually were shot from him. So what they were thinking was Sabrina either shot them because Wesson told her to, Mm -hmm. and then he stacked the bodies, which is why he was covered in blood. Okay. Or he shot them and the bodies and it's like, there was just no, no way to, to look. They believe the reason they believed it could have possibly been her is because she was not stacked with the bodies. Does that make sense? I guess. I don't really get where they're coming from. Like, I don't I feel like there's just a random I, I, theory that like, I, I haven't think seen it's anything that supports think, it at all. I think that he did it, but whatever. <laughs> Like if she so, shot herself and all these other people, there would definitely be gunshot residue on her. Right. But the problem was Wesson's surviving kids, the two that escaped, they testified that he had like a high degree of control over his family. He preached to the family daily. Um, he he was a good dad. Like he did it. Like it wasn't even a big deal. And then it wasn't till later when they got older that they were realizing that they were a part of incest and a major cult situation. Right. right. So, um, can you imagine coming to the realization of that and be like, wait, this isn't what all families do. This isn't normal. Like, right. That's so, terrible. So he was tried 
Um, he was found guilty on all counts. Also the counts of, uh, 14 counts of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even was sentenced to death as of June 27th, 2005. He is currently on death row and okay. he's in San Quentin state prison. So to me, we're just going to step back and I'm going to say that this motherfucker shot them. Yeah. Like I don't see any evidence about her doing it. Like, I don't know. I know. I don't, I don't understand it either, but, um, I'm going to say that he shot them all. He, He shot them all because they didn't want to move. And I believe that the nieces or somebody was trying to leave or something, which is the result of the the um, child custody dispute, like the, the moms that came to get their kids or whatever, he wouldn't let them go. They started freaking out. They wanted to leave. Right. And it resulted in it just going too far. Yeah. I definitely think there was, like you said, there was rebellion. I think people were wanting out. People were like, this isn't like normal. We sh- this, I don't want to be in this situation. People want to leave. People want out. People are wanting custody of their kids back he's flipping out because this is his cult. Like, this is his whole thing. Like, yeah, this is his purpose. He's Jesus Christ vampire. Like these are his people. And, and my um, thing is, oh, they couldn't find gunshot residue. Like they couldn't, they couldn't find gunshot fingerprints on the weapon or gunshot residue or whatever. Well, yeah, he was on a standoff for two hours. Yeah. Who knows what he, what he did, but also even if he didn't shoot like you supposedly he shot everybody in the chest and so that's why she could have shot the people that were shot in the head either way he shot everybody because the eye shooting like fucking right there's no way there's literally no way i i don't get it either like oh so you're telling me that sabrina went and shot every single one of them in the eye and then shot herself right she shot some of them in the chest some of them in the head and then also shot everybody in the eye and then she shot herself and wasn't she also shot in the eye because you said everybody was shot in the eye yeah. so at least he shot her in the eye if everything at the very least was, <clears throat> everything i saw was that every single victim was shot in the eye so either way he so shot I everybody yeah I, I, okay so that could be a self-inflicted wound cool but every single person was shot in the eye so that's why i was saying you're telling me that sabrina went and shot every single person in the eye and then shot herself in the eye think of right. yourself right I don't I don't see it no I don't see it um I don't think that the theory that they were the jury was trying or whatever the second time was that Sabrina could have done it and that but it was him his doing by like coaxing her I don't believe that I think he did it did he plead not guilty to all of it is that well, of course that was like his so <laughs> that was like his defense he was like I'm not guilty Sabrina Most- did it most dumbass fucking right super murder fucking assholes do right <laughs> right wow that's a weird case i had no. never heard that before and it's it's weird it, I, when i was searching for what case i wanted to do this week the reason i went with it is because i was like oh this is weird and twisted yeah no it's <laughs> super weird and twisted like that's so let's just do this one i know it's not a huge case it's not long i mean it's huge for that time right because it was one of the largest murders in fresno right um, i mean but it's, it's terrible it's awful that it happened it's so it's so confusing and 
everything is so weird but you got your your daughter wife and you're you're like it's not that confusing you just you you know you've got him and you've got his wife and then you've got his daughter wife and then he's got his grandchildren children that he also makes his wives and and then his and then his nieces that turn into his children right like that's not confusing at all (laughs) yeah Wow. That is a lot of, of hell no. Just all of that. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I, tr- if I drive the listeners crazy on this case, because it was all over the, the place. And I'm sorry. Some of my, some of my notes are jumbled too, because I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> there was but some backtracking was funny because the editing will be fun for sure. Cause there was some, you'd say one part and then you get on. I had to go. I had to go through it. I'm like, I'd say it. And then I'm like, okay, well, let me break this down for you Um, (laughs) because I knew what I meant when I wrote the notes, but then I'm like, uh, let me break this down for you. (laughs) This is my chaotic mind. Especially when, when my chaotic mind was like going deep into the hole of this case. Cause there was like a lot that I was like reading into. Um, it's funny when I was talking to my husband about it it's like hey have you ever heard of Marcus Wesson because he was born in Kansas right right um but he didn't live there when it happened uh I was like have you ever heard of Marcus Wesson he's like no and I start going on to it and and I lost him at at daughter wife yeah (laughs) he's like no I'm done I am finished (laughs) he's like I can't he's like I don't want to listen to this anymore this (laughs) sounds too confusing He's like, how do you keep track of all this? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that I don't, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's the case of the weird incestual daughter, wife, marrying vampire, grandchildren, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> grandchildren's children's vampire, Jesus Christ, <laughs> master Lord. <laughs> wow. Master Lord, Jesus. Marcus Wesson. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Okay, well, y'all can follow our stuff. Um, um, please don't unfollow me for this stupid case. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just weird. I mean, it it's not weird. a stupid case. It's a terrible I know, case. I know. It's an awful case, but like, you got to use your your brain cells to keep up. <laughs> I know it's 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 a crazy crazy disaster. Okay, um, so follow us. Go to serialholicsisters.com. You can see our Instagram, our Facebook, all that fun stuff. Our Patreon. Don't unfollow Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> and... I promise next week won't be as crazy. Or the week after. Well, of course, next week won't because it's crystal. I was like, I'm not (laughs) promising anything. It might be crazy. (laughs) No, but but the week after won't be as crazy. It won't be like a way jumbled up mess. I promise. I already have a case in in work and it's not like this. (laughs) It's it's not like this. (laughs) It's not like this. It's definitely easy to follow. There's not daughter wives or (laughs) or grandchildren's children's nieces, friends, and (laughs) neighbors. Good Lord. Okay. So let's be awkward then. <laughs> let's let's be awkward. Bye. Okay, bye.